0: Well, it's good to be great to be back with you guys, and just uh, walking in here today and realize I haven't like spoke at church in like three and a half months, which is a record for like the last thirty years, and it was kind of weird to wake up on different Sundays and be like, well, we're going to another church today, and we're we're not, no one knows us or whatever, and uh, it was uh, amazing, you know. It was kind of an insight to go, because we're out in the middle of nowhere at times, and um, so there's not really any one of our sister churches, so we're just like showing up at any random church. And we were kind of the people that would go in, uh, eat the snacks. (laughs) They had snacks. One church had even had ice cream afterwards, so we pulled up, we had some ice cream afterwards. They all had coffee, and a lot of the churches, you could bring the coffee into the church, you know, so we had our coffee, like, we're we're not allowed to do that in here, so we're like enjoying our coffee at church, in church, and then like 10 or 15 minutes afterwards, we were like out of there, you know, it was, I was like, wow, this is like a new, a new thing for us, but this is way a lot of other people, and maybe you can relate, experience church. Right. We you, we would wake up on Sundays and then we'd be like, well, do we really want to go? We don't know anybody. They're not going to miss us, you know, and and, you know, we ended up, you know, going. But there was kind of that we haven't had to actually make that decision in 30 years. Right. So we just of course, we we go. We have to go. We need to go. All that, et cetera. So uh, maybe you can relate to that, too. You know, you're laying there and you're like, oh, man, is this really what I want to do? Um but it always was refreshing and there there wasn't a time when i left even some of these other churches and felt like man i wish i didn't go to church today you know because i think god works when we're together he works through the word and even if it's things that we maybe liked or didn't like it was like it it was a very encouraging thing so hopefully you feel that uh the sermon today i'm not even sure i had to come up with a title known and loved uh from john 21 we're going to kind of get to john 21 after a while cuz we're going to th- this is more like i don't know if you grew up with your parents they, my parents would go on trips and leave me home with a babysitter or whatever and then they'd come back and we'd have the big slideshow <laughs> right the not the powerpoint slideshow like the you know advance the slide it makes a little noise and then you put it up on the screen and everything so we're going to have a little bit of that today danielle's going to share as well and uh, we got to share a little bit on wednesday but we want to kind of bring you into uh, what it was like for us you know but even in doing that we just really want to thank you you know we are so so grateful that you guys really gave us this gift this opportunity to stop and listen to God for a long time without having to do the next thing. And it was really, uh, there's not a lot of churches that uh, support their ministers in that way and their emotional, mental, spiritual health in that way. And I really want to thank you guys. Uh, Like, I'm sure uh, Ronnie and Arcee feel this way too, but it's like, because of that, there was this kind of weird self imposed pressure to be like, man, this really needs to be like worth it. Like you need to you feel like you need to come back and be like, you know, uh a new person, uh new ideas, new everything and and I realize that's part of uh it's hard to just accept the gift and not feel like you have to earn it or you have to like Every, have everybody be like, wow, you, that was a great investment. You know, like, I, you know, I know that was not anybody's heart. But for us, we need to learn how to love and be loved by others. And even God loves us. Sometimes it's hard to accept gifts from him. We feel like we have to earn it or we feel like we have to, you know, Whatever, do 12 good deeds to, you know, give back to God. And he's just like, no, just be loved, man. Just accept it. Just know that I know everything about you and I still love you. That there's nothing you can do to make God love you more or to be like, oh, well, there's look at that uh, MVP. We're going to give you an award today. You know, he already gave you the award when Jesus went to the cross. He already said, Hey, you're, you're everything to me when you were born. And that was a big, uh, a big lesson, uh, that I had to learn. And, um, I'm still learning, um, you know, so we're, we're kind of back into the fall. We're all over the place. You guys, we're all over the, the fall's a busy time, you know, and we're finishing up our master's program. So like next Sunday, we're going to be up in San Francisco, uh, with our one-week intensive, so we're going to miss, you know, so know that we're not on another sabbatical next Sunday, that we're, <laughs> that's just back more to regular life, and that we graduate in the fall, we're super excited about that. But uh, as we get started, I just want you to be thinking about maybe the two things I want you, to, us all to think about today, is to contemplate God and to know uh, that he knows, and he, he knows you, and he loves you. You know, if I was going to try to summarize my entire three months in two things, it would be these two things. And how how can I live this way? How can I live my life contemplating God? Because it's it's kind of like, even now that we're back, we can get right back into the same thing that we left, right? And it's like you feel it's like when you go on vacation and you come back and you're like, man, it feels like I never left because I'm just as crazy as I was before, and I'm just as busy and I'm just and and it was amazing, as some of the pictures that I'm going to show you, it was, we, we could be at this amazing place. And even there, we're taking pictures, and we're not stopping to think about how amazing this picture is. We're not thinking about who God is who made this place. And so it was funny. I would go to the place. We'd go on a hike. We'd take pictures. And then I'd go back home, and I would look at it and just remember, like, Wow. I, need, I can forget that I was just there yesterday and I already forgot. And I think that's what God does with us. Is he does these things, these miracles in our lives, and we just kind of move on to the next day, and we don't stop and really think about, man, wasn't that amazing? Can, can, you, imagine, can you believe that God did that for me and for us and the way that he blessed me? And that's something that, you know, we do all the time. Basically because we don't take the time to stop and thank God. Because we're so busy. Here, this is the, this was I wasn't even planning on saying this, but sometimes we have our quiet times. Which if you're visiting is, you know, what we call a time when you read the Bible and you pray to God and you can, I've done that. But I ha- I, I can do that without contemplating God. What did I learn? Let me stuff all this knowledge of, and scriptures in there and I'm not even stopping to think about it. That was one of my lessons on the trip is that some, maybe I don't need another 50 Bible verses today. I just need to stop and think about God. I don't need to have this long prayer time. Maybe I just need to be open like Manny was sharing to the homeless guy that I saw at the gas station and isn't that, that's kind of the whole point of whatever that quiet time was supposed to be is to live it out, to love people. And so it was kind of weird. I'm on my sabbatical thinking maybe I don't need to read the Bible as much in that kind of way. Don't take that in the wrong way. I still believe in the Bible, et cetera. But it's like it's not, there, there's more to it than just that. It, I come back, I'm going to share one verse. And I just thought about that almost every day. Just thought about it and contemplated it and. You know, it wasn't something that I planned, but it's something that God put on my heart. And so I'm going to show you a couple pictures here and just thinking about contemplating God. This was uh, this place. Uh, my favorite place was this uh, Banff area of Canada, the ice, ice fields up there. This was this waterfall above this lake called Bow Lake. So we hiked up to this spot and just like taking it in of, wow, God did this God is huge you know it kind of puts you in in perspective and and Connor was with us for this little section so it was pretty cool then so then we were down here at the bottom and I told some of you at midweek kind of the crazy story about me climbing up to the top et cetera. and everybody thought I was lost they were about to call search and rescue and all this stuff and they did call search and rescue you know, I showed up at dark wondering, like, hey, what's wrong with everybody? Why is everybody worried? Uh, and, and they were all freaking out. And i, I it was all my fault, so don't, I'm not trying to blame other people. But anyway, if you didn't miss that story, I'll tell you later. I don't want to tell it again. So we're at the bottom of this, and you just think, like, wow, I wonder what's up on top of that. Okay? That. That was on top of this. So we're down here, and... It, the crazy story, we get up to, then I made it up to here, and I was just like, wow. And then I took my favorite picture of all time, which I referenced on Wednesday, that. It's like where the water begins. You see it going into the ocean, this is like where it starts. And I know a lot of you have seen glaciers like in Alaska and different places, but uh, that was the picture that drove my family crazy because I went up to get... Um, But just thinking about how God, you know, uses water to just create life, you know, to do everything. And, uh, you know, it just amazes me every time I think about it and the the blue color of the lakes there. And this was the scripture that I kind of was living out day to day in Psalm 65. uh, As I was just kind of reading through the Psalms, this one really stood out it says the whole earth is filled with awe at your wonders where morning dawns where evening fades you call forth songs of joy you care for the land and water it you enrich it abundantly the streams of God are filled with water to provide the people with grain or so you have ordained it and so not only is it contemplating God but it's It's knowing that God does that because he loves us. Like it says, the streams of God are filled with water. Why? Not just so they have water, but so he can provide for us. That that's what this whole world is all about, is God providing for us. God showing that he cares about us, that he loves us. And I hope that as you think about your life, that, you know, maybe you'll get to go to see a glacier someday. That would be awesome. But more importantly, that you can contemplate God and know that he loves you, that he provides for you. That you might not not even know it. You might not even be aware of it, but he's up there making sure that you're taken care of. Maybe you're here today so that he can tell you that he loves you. Maybe you never heard that. Somebody tell you that from God before. But that's what this verse says. And I pray that we can be in awe of his wonders. You know, you don't get in awe of his wonders just by reading the Bible. I'm sorry to say that. You get in awe of his wonders by contemplating God as you read the Bible. By contemplating his character, his heart, his Passion and compassion, and know that that's what the Word of God is all about. And so we're going to do a little experiment here. I'm going to um, I want I'm going to show you a video that we took in um, at uh, Glacier National Park in Canada. And it's about I think it's like 20 seconds long. But for me, this was the, a way to contemplate God in a, in a little bit of time. There's a little bit of wind on the video. I apologize for that. But as I uh, play it. Just think about God as you see it and just kind of what what comes to your mind. It's going to go. Following the stream down this whole mountainside. Wow. So I don't know what it made you think about, but imagine being the only person on this mountain and just looking down and seeing this whole majestic. Thing and just soaking it in. We just were like quiet for like fifteen minutes, just thinking about, "Wow, God, this is like wild and scary and huge and powerful and peaceful," you know. And that was the the gift that you uh, helped to provide, you know. Because I can't take that with me, but those. Kind of emotions and those kind of feelings and that that time, I think that's what God wants us to have. That we can have that wherever we want. I mean, um, at the camping trip, the Morales, Stephen Morales and I, we went on a hike and we got to the river up in Big Bear and we just sat there by that river. It wasn't quite the same as this river, but the the same. It was the same spirit, the same feeling, the same peace. You know, that we can get a hold of, that we, you know, you don't have to go thousands of miles away. You have that spirit inside of you. You have that power inside of you. You have that, you're the only one in the world to God. You know, and I hope that we can feel that little by little. And one of my other quests on the trip was to make my wife happy. That's a good thing, right? Right, Chris? Uh, And we just had the most amazing time If you don't include the first two travel days, it was amazing, (laughs) right? So we had a few bumps on the travel days. I won't get into all that, but we'll we'll just say that we travel differently, right? I think Danielle is the planner, so she plans everything out. Without her, we would have been, like, sleeping in Walmart parking lots, right? It would have been horrible. We stayed at all the amazing places, saw all the greatest things, but when I'm traveling... I get kind of angry, right? I get frustrated with how long it's taking or with the cars, and I start talking to cars. Do you ever do that? You talk to cars? <laughs> Hurry up, slow down. I mean, I'm making up all these different rules for how you're supposed to drive and everything. And so I realized on, after the second one of these that, as I shared, I, I can be moody. I never. It was like a revelation to probably me only, my family probably already recognized this, but I was like, oh, my gosh. I thought everyone else was moody, but I am also moody, and I can be pretty hard to be around. I could be short. And, and I was like, wow, that was so unexpected. I, that was the last thing I would ever expect because I always think of myself as, oh, I'm like, I'm steady, right? Everyone else is up and down. I'm the one who's always calming all of y'all down. But I also need to be calmed down, and I also need to be picked up and all that. So it was really uh, a blessing, and we figured out after that how to travel, and it was, like, perfect after that. Um, but one of the other ways, I, I was in search of a picture of a wildflower. My wife loves wildflowers, so I was just, like, obsessed with all these wildflower pictures. But it made me think, like, it doesn't that, – that can be – it's the little things that we all have that we can think about God. We can, we can sit under a tree and God can talk to us. You know, we're not, we're going to be talking about the spirit, but God can speak to us just in whatever thing that you find joy in of creation. And my hope is that you'll find that joy. You'll find something to contemplate God with something that you love or enjoy and, uh, it sounds a little bit hokey, but he'll speak to you in that way, and he did to us. So I'm going to have Danielle come up. She's going to share a little bit about uh, what she got out of the trip and
1: her th- It is so special to be back with all of you. Wow, that seems really loud. Maybe, hopefully, it's not too loud to you, but it is so special to our hearts to be back. We really missed you. And I just cannot thank you enough, um, just for giving us this gift. It really was a precious, precious gift. And I have to say, too, that you were so generous, um, with all your gift cards, and we really used them. All those Starbucks cards were so valuable and, and so much more that you did. So I just, your generosity was really humbling to us. And it was just um, such a precious, precious time. And I think we do want to share, not to just share about ourselves, but really hoping that we help show you God and also how incredible it is to make more space in your life even if it's just for a couple hours, or if it can be for a half a day or a week or a month, whatever it can be, because God loves to come in and and just speak to us. And, you know, you saw some of these uh, pictures, and I was like a kid in a candy store with God's creation. I, I mean, it really just does so much for me. I was literally just like giddy at points. And I think like that turquoise water, in Canada, I could not believe it. I just kept just like, oh, my gosh, look at this. And um, I also realized how much I love rivers. There is something so special and just calming about rivers. And we did have a lot of time to hike and to pray. And and also with nature, though, I will say that um, I had to confront a fair amount of fear. We did get ourselves in some different situations Um, You know, we were hiking in like some crazy hail at one point and we're like, you know, five miles from our car or we were definitely in bear country and it was just rugged. Like it's so funny, I laugh because I was telling people how in California, um, and I know minus this last couple of really crazy weeks, so I don't want to take anything from that, but I feel like in general we hear that there's a big storm coming and then like nothing comes. Um, But in Canada, it would say there was no rain every single day, and it would just pour, (laughs) like, almost every day. We're like, what? Um, But so there was just different fear, and I was really grateful that God did answer my prayers. I was like, God, I really would rather not see bears on our hikes. I'm okay to see them from the car. And so we ended up seeing, I think it was four bears all from the car, and even one was a grizzly, the others were black bears, some very big, but I was grateful, but it did renew too um, you know I was like the kid in the candy shop, but then I was it also really enlivened a, a healthy fear of God or just how big he is and how serious he is, and how his will is not always my will too, and it did um stir in us just a renewed sense of conviction and commitment you know while we are experiencing I feel like in our church in a really good and healthy way more freedom in Christ it also we feel like we want to be more committed than ever at the same time so um, you know on it from a spiritual journey I'll share just a little bit that um, some of this I'm sorry is a repeat but We started the sabbatical with an online retreat we had purchased, and it was like three days called The Seasons of Our Lives. And it was Dave Pachta, John Mark Comer, and Ron Rollheiser. And it was all about getting older spiritually, and even like dying well, and living well, and being more spiritual. And it was so perfect. And then um, I think I have a picture, I shared about this on Wednesday too this book, The Critical Journey. And this, um, I spent like over a month in this book, and I really recommend it for our church family here if you've been around a while. This was the book I really worked through to really process a lot of stuff about church and my spiritual journey and hurts, and it was the tool that really, for me, I did a lot of journaling, a lot of processing. It goes through the six stages of faith, and I think you'll really resonate with that, some of you. But this book was really um, pivotal in my healing process. And, you know, our sabbatical coach had said to kind of just start off slow and don't really think about, like, the future till later. Just kind of just rest and then like, just kind of work on where you're at now. So this was kind of in the beginning part. And then I ended up reading several books, and they kind of all ended up being a little bit about being your authentic spiritual self and kind of finding your spiritual calling. And, like, I know I have a calling to help other people know Jesus and to partner with God in that, but I think, I think calling is also a lot bigger for all of us. And so that was really helpful for me. Like even um, one book called Garden City by John Mark Comer was really like a lot of journaling about what you love, what you're good at, what is your world right where you're at need from Jesus. And then um, another book by Dan Allender called To Be Told, Co-Authoring Your Future, That was really special for me, and it talked about how a calling is not a career, but how we, with our individual gifts, um, convey the story of God to others. And that a calling has to bring good to someone who is without justice, reconciliation, or hope. And, And so a lot of journaling about what wrong am I meant to stop, What good am I uniquely designed to do? Who am I to serve? And and again, kind of right where I'm at, because we can't be in, I can't be in Africa tomorrow helping that, you know, but like, what does my community um, need? But then it was just an unbelievable thing to have the space to just be with God for hours and hours and hours. And I became aware of so many things I I never, or maybe I knew was there, but you never pay attention because you're going a million miles an hour. Like, I didn't really realize how critical I am of myself, and it was like I really was able to notice that, and I spent a lot of time, even in my, Chloe and I had a lot of talk about even, like, body image or, like, just worrying about what other people think and just being down on myself a lot and Uh, That was a really powerful thing. I I shared on Wednesday, too, that maybe the biggest lesson is how do I really live in the moment versus live more in worry or my to-do list. And I really am excited about that, to just be much more present and peaceful. And I feel like God has been working on me with that. And um, so just learning to be still with God. And so I did this whole journey. I, um, you know, I felt like I I was confronting different weaknesses and different hurts and things. But more than anything, I was what I want you to feel, just feeling very loved by God. And and I also feel so loved by my husband. And it was so special for our marriage. Uh, I've always felt, great about our marriage but i feel closer and more connected than ever and it was a really really beautiful time for us and then maybe he's going to share a little bit more but to get to end it with celebrating chloe's wedding and to not have the pressure of work during that again thank you it was such a gift and um that was maybe the happiest uh, day of my life really i was telling some of you, but like I loved our wedding day and we just celebrated 27 years this week. But, you know, when you go through life and you go through a lot of painful things and a lot of loss, uh, those good moments just feel even more special. Like I felt like I was just soaking in every moment in the older generations that could be there. And I had my best friends from high school there and my best friends from college. And, Um, just so many people, even from church, that I just love, love, and it was just a, it was really a dream come true, so I just thank you, but I really just thank God. He is, he's so good to us, and he wants us to feel loved, and then to go and give that love to others, too, so thank you.
0: Amen. Well, uh, thank you, Danielle, for sharing and uh, hopefully you guys are still hopefully you guys are uh, getting some stuff out of this. I feel like um, we're not just sharing for ourselves, but we're sharing. These are like the, the gold nuggets that we found that we're trying to pass on to you guys. And, um, you know, so we have a little bit more here to share. Um this our family got to join us for part of it and I shared a little bit but God really did some surprising things even in our family relationships and we got to work on those and 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 have some really good talks and uh also enjoy this was at Rocky Mountain National Park uh which was pretty special but you know that God God knows us you know he wants us to think about him but he also knows what each of us need He knows what you need specifically, not just... He doesn't just give you, like, a generic blessing. Like, he gives you exactly what you need and exactly what makes you happy. And that might seem kind of weird to you, but think about that. God wants to take care of your needs. He wants to encourage you. And he encouraged me in a really amazing way with a few things. I know a few of my animal-loving friends will like these next few pictures. But, you know, we... We saw so many animals, I stopped counting, but it was like 200 and something elk, like 200 and something deer, like 60 buffalo, I mean, mountain goats, uh, doll sheep, I mean, snakes, rattlesnakes, I mean, we saw all kinds of crazy stuff, some we wanted to, some we didn't, but one one of the things that I found myself doing was when we saw an animal, like we saw this buffalo with. And Drew Hernandez was with us too, it was Drew and Connor and we just sat there, we turned the car off and we just sat there for like twenty minutes. And we watched him eat and he just ate and he went up and we just followed him and you know, but just to stop and and we did that with deer and elk and I would just sit there as long as Danielle would let me.
1: <laughs>
0: but just to see the God's creation and be that close, it's not Easy to get that close to animals, obviously, unless you're in a park like that. So we saw a buffalo. We saw this elk. This elk showed up, and we were the only car that see it. Usually when you're driving, you see cars pulled over, and you know, okay, there, there must be something there, right? So everybody stops. This elk came out just for us. We stopped the car. He ate and walked around for like 10 minutes, and then he just went into the woods and walked away, and it was just such a cool thing. I never seen an elk that close, even to the point of seeing him walking through a thick forest, and he had to kind of like move his head different ways to get through the trees, you know, and I was like, wow, this is amazing. We got close encounter, and also our little dogs. I don't know if dogs go to heaven, but they might. But we love our little dog. anybody a dog people ain't got any dog people in here, okay, I know, okay, we got some dog people, okay, so this is one of my favorite pictures and we when we would see deer like this and we saw them all the time, we would stop and then Vita started knowing, okay, whenever we stop the car, it means we're looking at some animal, so she starts like kind of like whining and like calling like kind of I don't know what the dog. Wanting to, wanting to go chase and play with this animal, not knowing that, uh, she, that that they were running for her. So, you know, she went running after one deer and couldn't figure out why the deer, like, took off like there's no tomorrow. But it was just like God knows that we are dog people. We have our dog sitter back here too, Kathy. She's a dog people. But it's like it was such an encouraging thing that was, I felt like, just for us. And, you know, it's not only in the big things, but it's also in little things like you can't really see it. It's not a great picture, but it's a little chipmunk, you know, and just wanting us to see God in the in the in the big things, but also in the little animals that we see every day. If we take the time, God can be seen there. And I have a few pictures from the uh, Chloe and uh, Brandon's wedding. And these are like guest photos, right? So these aren't like the photographer's pictures. That I don't know how long you have to wait for those, but I know it's a long time these days. <laughs> so we got a few pictures from the guests that give you a little bit of a flavor. This was them uh, fake dancing in the backyard after the wedding was over, or where the, where, kind of where the ceremony was. And the, uh, this was on the 19th. So it was on RC's birthday, so the same... That they had an amazing uh, sunset, etc. There, but it was such a beautiful day. This was uh, me and her at the father-daughter dance, and I don't think I was prepared for what happened that day. I mean, I'm looking at some of the dads there that, are, you know, it's like, oh, it's going to be a great day, and then I just get there and I walked in and I was just like, wow. I'm like floored. I'm crying. And just even before the ceremony, just seeing all the flowers and just like, wow, we're actually here. And what a blessing, you know, to have God be a part of their lives, to have you guys be a part of their lives, to have them have a strong faith and want to pass it on and want to carry that. And I'm just like, wow, what a gift. You know, who am I that God would do that? And, uh, you know, that the dance was amazing. It was a song uh, by Heartland called I Loved Her First. So it kind of, it's kind of a cool song. It's an amazing song. If you like country music, you might like it. But, uh, you know, we just have this, like, connection, my daughter and I, that, that nobody else has. You know, like me and her, that's it. Those are the two people that have this just because of the way we are, the way we think, the way we do stuff, the way we stick our foot in our mouths, you know, all kinds of things. And, um, you know, uh, just to recognize that it wasn't just because we were father and son, but we had to choose each other in that way. And I think that it gave me a lot of insight that, you know, it's not just that God loves us, but it's like when we choose him back, that's like set forever. That's set for eternity. That's a a connection that he wants to have with us that we can feel like, hey, me and God, we have this special thing that no one else has because it's true. They don't. Yeah. Nobody has that connection that you have with God. You might do some crazy things with God and you're like, God, I don't know if this is uh if I'm allowed to do this, but I you know, you might sing, you might skip, you might Whatever, but God made you that way. He wants us to be creative and and enjoy that connection that we have. Maybe you're the only one that does that. Maybe you're the only one on the earth that prays the way you pray. There was somebody uh, in here I was interviewing for class, and she was like, you know what? Sometimes when I go to pray, I just don't say anything. And I was like, and then what? That's it. I just do that. I don't know what to pray, so I just sit with God. And I was just like, you know what? I have never heard anybody say that before. Like, you might be the only one on the planet that says, "Oh, I'm going to go have my prayer time and then just sit there with God." But it was. She wasn't just sitting there aimlessly. She was listening. She was dwelling. And I was just like, man, I like that. that's pretty powerful. But I'm sure that, you know, to explore, what do you and God do that God appreciates? What it, what it, what's unique about your walk with God? I think that's what the special things in life. And I found this verse that because of their uh, uh, day was August 19th, I found this verse in Mark 8:19 seemed to work. August 19th. When I broke the five loaves for the 5,000, how many basketfuls of pieces did you pick up? Twelve, they replied. And he goes on to, to ask him about the 4,000 and seven. He says, Do you still not understand? Because they were worried about not having bread. He's like, Do you still get it? I, I got you. It doesn't matter what you have. It doesn't matter if you have no bread, because I, I give you everything you need. Don't worry. But it was just such a cool thing going into their marriage thinking, you know, God's got you. And then to think about he's got all of us. If we understand, if we remember, if we think about it, he chooses us and we choose him back. He's got our backs. Let's take communion together here. This is my favorite picture of the whole wedding so far. Because it's just like that's how we all felt right there. You can read uh, John 21, the, the, the first part of it. What's that? If I can save my sermon for another time. Yeah, maybe I should. All right, I'll do that. All right, there's our communion verse for the day. God's got you. And when he sat down with the disciples, he said to remember the, the, this bread and my body broken for you. He passed the cup and said, remember this blood of the new covenant. In so many ways, he was basically saying, hey, I know you guys. I know you love me. I know you're going to mess up. You're going to leave me, but you're going to all come back. And, I, and he imagine, and this is our time in the week to contemplate that. That body, and that bread, and that juice. It's not to just feel bad, but it's to remember Jesus. So remember all the blessings, remember all the times he was there for you. Remember him in any way you want to remember him that honors him, and then to remember that he loves you. So let's pray and we'll take communion. Uh, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the blessings you give us. Thank you for the things that we got to experience and share as a result of you and as a result of the church here. Uh, God, I pray that as we think about Jesus and we remember him, that we remember that he is is beyond everything we could ever want or ask for or imagine. We cannot contemplate him enough. We cannot imagine his character enough and the beauty and the the love and the passion that he has for this world, for us. I pray I thank you for that sacrifice that he gave us, everything that he blessed us, that he's always been there for us, that he's given us his spirit to guide us even when we don't know what to pray, even when we don't know what to say, that you're, you're leading us. And I pray that as we take communion that we can remember him in a way that uh, is special to you and to each one of us. God, we love you. We pray in Jesus' name.
1: Amen.